337. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. Psalm 24. Yep. Psalm 24, man, is a celebration, right? It is a celebration of God as the king of glory. God is this glorious king, and this is a hymn of praise to him. Now, remember, we said it before, John, the main theme of the Psalms is, yo, our God is king, right? and our God reigns, yep. right? And so Psalm 24 is going to hit on those themes. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's dope. No, no, we could use yeah a little bit of praise right now, right? So we've had all Man. the lament psalms. Twenty two was yo, yeah. and I'm saying a hard one to bear. Twenty three, <laughs> all right. This is who God is. This is what He's mm. done. And now mm. twenty four starts off, and it's just yeah, praise from top to bottom. The earth and everything in it, right? right? The world and its inhabitants, right? Belong to the Lord, for He laid its foundations on the seas and established it on the river. So he starts off in the psalm praising God, not just as a king, but as this creator king, right? right. Everything that exists is his, right? Right. And I think that it was uh, Abraham Kuyper who says that there is not a square inch of the universe that the Lord looks at and doesn't declare mine. Right. Yeah. Right. It's all his. Everything in the world is under his lordship. And I think the implication for us right. is that this should be true of us, right? right? There shouldn't be an inch or increment or space in our lives that is not submitted to God's lordship, right? right? Oh, that's good. So, yo, like some of us may say like, ah, God, I submit my Sundays to you, right? but I don't submit my sexuality, right? right? Mm. God, mm. I submit my marriage to you, right? but not my career, right? Right, 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 right. God, right. I submit my religious life to you, but not my whole life. And so yeah. God wants everything because- he created and gave because it's his anyway. Yeah, it's his because yeah. he made it right, bro. I was reading um, Charles Spurgeon's thoughts on this psalm as well too. Um, yeah. yeah, first of all, to everybody out there, uh, Charles Spurgeon has written a lot of things and a lot of things that are good. Mm-hmm. Charles Spurgeon would say his favorite work that he wrote was called the Treasury of yeah. David. So he took mm-hmm. seven years and he spent his time writing thoughts on all of the Psalms and it's, it's gold. We may do a giveaway of uh, Mm. that soon, but bro, this is what I love, right? There's a man in the 1800s in England, right? Yeah. Yeah. Listen to what he says. Yeah. uh, uh, About this Psalm, uh, about the fact that God owns it all. This is where his mind and his heart goes. What a rebuke is this to those wise acres, I I guess that's an insult of sorts, Uh, (laughs) who speak of the Negro and other despised races as though Mm -hmm. they were not cared for by the God of heaven. If a man be but a man, the Lord claims him, and who dares to brand him as a mere piece of merchandise? Mm. The meanest of men or the most unimpressive men is a dweller in the world and therefore belongs to Jehovah. Jesus Christ has made an exclusive end of, uh, or made an ex- made an end of the exclusiveness of nationalities of people being ranked by where they're from and the color of their skin. This is mm. a white British <laughs> preacher yeah. in the 1800s 
taking this from God's word, right? This is why we say, yo, God's word is powerful. It's able to speak to the issues of our day with clarity and nice. insight. And I love how Spurgeon is able to pull an implication like that mm. from, from a psalm like this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this psalm was actually a part of the entrance liturgy. And all that means is uh, the worship function of the temple. And right. so uh, this is actually, you know, uh, meant to be sung in the context of the Ark of the Covenant, which represented God's presence, right. being brought back into the temple after the Lord had accomplished a victory right. over his enemies for his people. Right. And so that's why they're like, yo, who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Yeah. And Again, God is seen as this king, but he's also a holy king. Right. And remember, we've said like one of the biggest questions of the Old Testament is how can sinful people right. dwell with a holy God? Yeah. Right. And he's like, yo, the one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not appealed to what is false, who has not sworn deceitfully. And it's like, yo, God desires people who are not just clean on the outside, but made new on the inside. Right. right? So right. he's he's going to say like, yo, these are the kinds of people that... God would have dwell with himself. Right. And yeah. he ends off and he says, yo, these are the type of people, verse five, that are going to receive a blessing from the Lord, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's so easy for us to think of this concept of righteous and holy living as a loss, things that we have to give up, things that we have to forsake in yeah. this life. But when the Bible talks about it, especially in the Psalms, obedience is always Paired with a reward. Our mm. obedience, faithfulness is rewarded. It is not unincentivized, right? God yeah. tells us this path that we're to walk on, but like Psalm 1, the end of this path is joy, blessing, mm. something real and beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, at the end, lift up your heads, you gates, rise up, ancient doors, the king of glory will come in. So again, the king of glory is God and God's glory is manifested in the saving of his people. Right. We see these righteous requirements that God has for us right. and think, bro, I messed up today or bro, I can't live up to this standard. The beauty of King Jesus is that, yo, he makes this type of submission we talked about at the beginning of right. all of our life yeah. and this righteousness that he requires yeah. possible. Yeah. Right? How? How does he do how does he do it? He lives perfectly. Right. Dies unjustly. Mm -hmm. Resurrects miraculously. Right. Ascends bodily right. into the presence of God. He ascends right. the mountain of the Lord right. for us. Yeah. And before us, right, 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 yeah, as a great high priest, yeah, right. And what does he do after that? He sends his spirit, yeah, right. He sends his spirit into us that makes us new and makes us these kind of people right. that can dwell with God. Now the spirit in us points us to Jesus, leads us to submit to Jesus. So we ain't got to be worried about doing this in our own That's what I'm saying. So whatever your day looks like today, the song of praise in Psalm 24 is a song and a song of praise that is true of you and your we all sing right now. Right? Even if you can't sing, you can sing this That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, let's pray. Father, I pray that you would help us to rejoice. I pray you would help us to be reminded, Lord, that what you require of us, you have provided for us in your son. And you've sent the assurance of that in our hearts by the Spirit.